We are continuing in Psalm 51, so if you'd like to look at that, we'll just read the first two verses. Psalm 51, verses 1 and 2. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. O Lord God, we want to have hearts ready to hear your word now and to come near to you as we participate together with you in this uh, communion table and prepare for that. O Lord, open our eyes to your truth. And may we come with humility and joy as we obey you in this. And we ask this in the name of our Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Last week we began looking at Psalm 51. And we began uh, this series by looking at actually 2 Samuel chapter 12, where we learned the history of why uh, David was inspired to write this psalm, <clears throat> the history of his actions and his great sin, and how Nathan came to him and he told the story, and uh, David was greatly convicted and he confessed. He said, I have sinned against the Lord. It was very clear. He knew clearly that he was the, the person who must confess and pour out his heart. And we saw that David cried out to the Lord, and he said, have mercy on me. What else could he do? He said, have mercy on me, and he asked also that the Lord would blot out his transgressions. He'd take the stain away. And we also, uh, last week, as we came to the table of the Lord uh, to commune with him, we asked God, and we praised God for his mercy upon us and his loving kindness to us. And we praised him for blotting out our transgressions, uh, in, in grace, because of the Lord's mercy, and uh, because of the tender mercy we know in that he sent his son to redeem us and to reconcile us to himself. Now David here in verse 2 is continuing, in a sense, to ask for mercy. He's expanding that, and he says, and this is specifically about cleansing, and that the washing uh, to be cleansed, you know, to be cleansed, he needs to be washed. And he wants that washing to be thorough, he says. He wants it to be complete. Not just, yes, now he's pouring out his heart for the sin he just committed, but on an ongoing basis. Now, the two key words here are wash and cleanse. And David wanted to be washed, and he wanted to, uh, this cleansing of the filth of his thoughts and, and certainly of his actions. He didn't ask that the punishment uh, be removed that was put upon him, but that the this sin, this egregious sin against God, would be forgiven, and that his sinful tendencies, in fact, would be washed away more. He wanted to be washed and cleansed. Charles Spurgeon said of David in the, his commentary here, he is sick of sin as sin. David's sick of it. He sees what it has done now. He is sick of sin as sin. His loudest outcries are against the evil of his transgression and not against the painful consequences of it. When we deal seriously with our sin, God will deal gently with us. When we hate what the Lord hates, he will soon make an end of it to our joy and peace. Praise God. When we hate what he hates, he will enable us to go forward in joy and peace and holiness. There's a man named Archibald Simpson. <clears throat> he's a Scottish covenanter in the early 1600s, and he's often quoted in Charles Spurgeon. So I saw this also in the commentary. And uh, he, is, he wrote a commentary on the penitential psalms, of which uh, Psalm 51 is one of those. And he said this, 
Sin is filthy to think of, filthy to speak of, filthy to hear of, filthy to do. In a word, there is nothing in it but vileness. May we look at our sin in that way and then come to the Lord and rejoice in his mercy. Later on in this psalm, we will look a little more at at what this cleansing means uh, in the Old Testament, how that uh, prefigured the cleansing of Christ. In Psalm 51, 7, uh, David says, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. That's what he longed for. Lord, make me like that. Now, there are people. There are people who want to believe that you can be cleansed by a kind of works washing. You can do this on your own. But the Lord Jesus made it very clear that uh, our cleansing must be inner. It's in the Sermon on the Mount, all through the Sermon on the Mount. It must be in, inward, not just something outward. Yes, it should <clears throat> be revealed outwardly as we change, but, but it must be at the heart level. And then there is outward change by the power of God's grace. In other words, God's grace is always exalted in this, not us. The Lord Jesus said to the proud Pharisees in Matthew 23, and if you read Matthew 23, he has very strong words against the pride of the Pharisees that they can do this on their own. He said to them, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the, outward, the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. So he wasn't talking to them about how they were exact in how they washed cups and those kind of things, but he was talking about uh, their feeling of righteousness because they did this to the exact degree that they defined it. And they think that uh, is a cleansing thing. This is about the Pharisees, and, it, and actually it's about anyone who thinks they can be cleaned, cleansed by actions that are not from regenerated hearts, not by God's grace. That they can do enough good deeds to make them acceptable, to make them less filthy before a holy God, a perfectly holy God. But the word in Titus 3 also makes clear regarding our salvation, Titus 3.5, not by works of righteousness which we have done, in other words, by us washing ourselves, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. That's the washing that was necessary for us to come and do, uh, to come here and worship. This is the washing of the Spirit. This is by the free grace and mercy of the living God upon us. This is by the suffering of Christ and his merit and his merit alone, which this washing of the Spirit causes us to be born again, that we might walk in newness of life and, and grow in holiness according to his word with the Lord of holiness. We're walking with the Lord of holiness. And that walk is defined more in 1 John uh, chapter 1. It says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light. So we're walking with him. We've been cleansed. We're in the light with him. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And then after that cleansing, by the blood of the son that was spilled for us, by his sacrifice and death for us that we see in the table, and, and which was applied to us by the Holy Spirit, then we do have a part in this sanctification process. That is growing in our obedience to the Word of God. In the eyes of the Lord, we are imputed righteousness by faith, and that process of growing in righteousness and continuing to grow in righteousness uh, is being carried out as we live by faith in Him. 
and as he gives us power to do so. And it will be completed. Praise God. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then this promise to close. Therefore, having these promises, all the promises of God given to us because he is merciful and he is the one who cleanses us by his blood. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So brothers and sisters, let's partake now of this table and these elements with joy uh, that we are cleansed by the blood of the Lamb and by his grace that we uh, receive here as we come to this table that we can be perfected in holy living in the fear of the Lord. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you that our righteousness and our salvation are not by works, but by the washing of regeneration in the Spirit. And then we are renewed in the Spirit, by the Spirit. And we thank you that taking part in this table with you is a means of grace to us, to renew us in holiness. And may we go forth to cleanse ourselves also from filthiness as we rightly fear you in all your holiness. And we praise you that we can walk in the light now with you and with each other because of the cleansing blood of the Lord Jesus Christ who was sacrificed for us. And we come now to receive grace to continue to grow in holiness and in the fear of the Lord. And we praise you in the name of the Lord, our Redeemer, our Lord Jesus Christ, he, he who loves us and washed us from our sins in his blood. Amen.